Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Our show sponsor is the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We're going to open up the phone lines as our show progresses. We'll take more emails and uh, we will take uh, texts as the show progresses. But we are glad to say that we have our first uh, caller of the morning lined up, an invited guest, Tim Murray, back on the WKOK Airwives. He's the former president and CEO of Alba. Think of that as aluminum Bahrain, and that, of course, an overseas interest in aluminum. He's the author of Wow's Words of Wisdom. It's uh, some of the advice that he's picked up over the years, conglomerated into an interesting read. I read it one night, so it's a super book. He's also CEO of Cardinal Virtuals Consulting, where he goes out in the world and helps uh, companies and individuals kind of fine-tune their leadership opportunities and, uh, for individuals, their climb to the top. So, Tim, thank you so much for checking in today. It's my pleasure. Good to be back, Mark. You forgot to mention I'm uh, an adjunct professor at Susquehanna University. That's my tie to the area there. You oh, to mention that. oh you're don't, forget, don't forget Susquehanna. Officially up to adjunct faculty. Well, fantastic. Yeah, adjunct. Yeah, this is not, maybe I'll get, I'll get a raise this year with inflation. I uh, just saw the news, 7.9%. So <laughs> it keeps going up, up, and up. And now a raise in your salary would be from what? Volunteer to, to what? <laughs> to, to more volunteer. Okay, I thought so, <laughs> Just, just as I, more with less. just as I suspected. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tim. Yeah, we'll add that. Yeah, that's how I met you uh, speaking at Susquehanna University. So we appreciate correct, that. Correct. Yeah. Well, we've been discussing the global oil markets around here, and we've had some real good gotcha moments. I mean, the Biden administration, they're backed into a corner in terms of public opinion and our show's opinion. I've tried to allude to the fact that it's a little bit more complicated than than just uh, blaming one individual, and and I only know a tiny, tiny fragment of all, all there is to know. You've dealt with global oil markets and global extraction markets. Uh, give us a sense of what's really going on, sort of the state of global oil, and the, and the price hikes that we see in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the global market, it, it is more complicated than you think. I mean, I do think we're doing, you know, there's some things we could do to help, but when you have Europe, I was actually talking to a European customer this week that I was, I'm, I'm doing some work for, and they're in Germany, and, you know, Germany's taken 40% of their energy production, so it's not as easy as just, you know, you can cut them off in the Russian oil I mean, I think it's a good move that we, you know, the United States, we said we're not going to import because, you know, we have the ability to, you know, sustain ourselves. But it's complicated, and it's not like you can just switch on oil production quickly. I know I see the news where they keep saying, oh, there's 9,000 leases that are open. Okay, you know, that's to go get it, to drill it, to do it. I mean, it's not like you just flick a switch and oil comes out of the ground. So so I think it is complicated. I mean, the, the, the world, if you look at oil, it was already – it was already going up. It was already short in terms of supply because of some of the, the policies that have been enacted around the world, and as well as the COVID, you know, the pandemic reopening, to be fair. 
you've had a huge surge in demand. So it, it is complicated. Um, but I do think we as the United States, you know, we should be pumping more oil. I mean, we have the ability. Uh, I'm all for green energy. I'm all for that, that, that initiative. But you don't just do that immediately either. So there's got to be kind of a phased transition. And I think this some of the knee-jerk reaction stuff we did, uh, particularly when our president came in in January last year, the Keystone Pipeline and those things, you know, you know these, these are needed. I mean, the pipeline, that's just moving oil. A pipeline, by the way, is the safest way to move oil. You know, not, not have the pipeline and put it on trucks and on rails, that's not the right thing to do. So I think we need to be a little bit more pragmatic. But today, it's complicated. There's no, you know, there's no magic bullet that's going to solve um, the issues today in the world. We are too dependent on Russia, and it's for oil, it's for aluminum, it's for nickel, it's for palladium, it's, you know, and I saw, you know, some of the, was it the Ukraine, you know, we have wheat going on. I saw yesterday, I found out they were the sixth largest uh, exporter of chickens, because chicken prices, you know, have gone up. Um, so, you know, we, we, it's an integrated world. So you, you, these, what happens today you know, is affecting the, the global market. But, but the bottom line is we, we as a world are too dependent on Russia for basically raw materials, uh, in particular Europe. So. Back to domestic oil production. How critical are more pipelines in the U.S.? Not specifically Keystone XL, because that's really become a touchstone for both sides in this important discussion. But uh, pipelines in general, lengthening pipelines, site more pipelines if we're going to become more domestically independent oil wise no I think this is critical because if you look at the United States you have pockets you know you know the oil you know it's, it's not evenly distributed right so I know in the Northeast uh, you know because I have a I have a small home in, in Massachusetts and in Massachusetts the uh, they don't have natural gas pipelines they don't they, you know even though like you, you look in Pennsylvania we're not that far away where you could get it so we need these distribution points to balance out the energy supply in the U.S. because, like, you may have too much in Pennsylvania or too much in Texas or North Dakota. Uh, but again, these have also been restricted, you know, depending on where you're at. There's lots of regulations. Um, so I know on natural gas, like, one of the areas where we are importing natural gas is to support, like, in the New England area because they don't have the right pipeline networks in place. Um, you know, and there's lots of lots of bureaucracy, lots of regulation around all these things. So. So yes, as the United States, you know, we should have a better policy on, on pipeline management just in terms of distribution. Um, yeah, besides Keystone Pipeline. Keystone Pipeline obviously is from Canada and it's a line taking oil down to the refineries around the, the Gulf of Mexico there. So, so yes, that's another important initiative that doesn't probably get enough attention. In response to Mark's question, you mentioned we live in an integrated world. In such an integrated world, how does one achieve independence in all of these areas from all of these things that you talked about that we're dependent on Russia for? Or do we just accept the fact that we're going to be blackmailed from time to time? You know, I think we as the United States are very blessed that we are generally independent for most things. You know, that we have we have oil, we have gas, we have a lot of our raw materials. But I don't think there's any way to be independent on everything. I mean, take take rare earth minerals. Uh, the majority of those come from China, and these are the things that are in electric cars, electric batteries. Um, you know, that's all basically all coming from China. Um, so if you look in terms of, you're never. I don't think you're going to have anything. I think Europe. I mean, Europe is is its own worst enemy in in many respects because they've kind of overregulated and you know and, you know they don't have like a lot of, of fracking of gas even though i think they could do it there's places in europe that has it but they just won't allow it so so i think the strategy you know to me is okay you have to manage that dependence right i mean it's it's, it's like if you're in a business 
you don't want to have any one customer with too much of your business, right? Because if that business goes away, it affects you. So I think it's in terms of diversifying. So it's not like you, you know, you can just get rid of Russia, but okay, you know, if you're Germany, why is it 40% from Russia? Why isn't it 10% or 15%? Um, you know, there are other alternatives. I mean, look at the United States. We're, we're exporting now. I read recently in the Wall Street Journal, we have record exports of LNG to Europe now. Because a few years ago, we, we changed our policy where we're, the United States is allowed to export oil and gas. Um, you know, so we've become, an, and, and that's, a, you know, that's part of the strategic power of the U.S., you know what I mean? And so, uh, but again, that's also raising prices over here <laughs> in the United States. So, so I don't think you can get totally independent on everything. I think you just have to be smart in, in diversifying and not be too dependent on any one source. So that would be my, my advice. Well, the big thing now in Washington with Jen Psaki, the president's press secretary, is we're pushing the narrative Putin's price increases or Putin's uh, gas price increases. But that seems somewhat disingenuous to me since the president took so many actions where he really announced a war on fossil fuels at the beginning of his administration. How important is it that the financial institutions seem reluctant to invest in drilling and in exploration for these commodities that we desperately need? Yeah, I mean, I think the message, you're right. I mean, the message from the administration to the oil companies that's kind of ironic was, you know, fossil fuels are the enemy, and now now they're it's like, oh, please turn on the production and you know open up the spigots. So, um, no, and and this is why we haven't had new investment. And you know, if I was an oil company executive, I'd be hesitant to invest this money. You know, you don't know. You know, it's, it's a big capex expense. I mean, this is an expense over many years, and the policies affected. So, I think, yeah, we've kind of put ourselves in a corner. Um, you know, in terms of banks and financing, yeah, I think you're right. This push to, you know, there's a lot of big push for ESG. And again, I'm all for green energy and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I don't really think it's a bank's role to get into kind of setting that policy. I mean, I think banks are there to lend money, and I, I don't think they should be picking and choosing on, on policies such as that. You know, if it's the, if you're allowed to do it, you're allowed to do it. So, so yeah, I think we're, we're commingling a lot of things within, you know, banks and stuff that I don't think really it should be the case. I mean, it should just be pure Here's the, you know, the bank, this is the customer, this is the project, this is the return, and it, you shouldn't say, oh, well, that one's oil, so we're not going to fund that, or we're going to give it a different price versus, oh, it's a green windmill project or something like that. I don't think that's, but that is happening. You are correct in terms of how, how banks, and it's because they're being pushed. Well, that, that's, that was just it. I, they're being pushed. What kind, of, what kind of force do you think the Biden administration is putting on banks? Is it just innuendo, or is it some sort of uh, actual pressure? I don't think, I think it's more innuendo at this point, but, you know, they're obviously afraid if policy becomes law or something like that. So I think they're just, you know, as a bank, again, if I was a bank executive, I would be cautious on this. But again, I don't think, I don't think innuendo should be driving their policy on how they, how they work, you know, until it becomes kind of law or this is, hey, this is what you have to do. Yeah, banks should operate fairly to all, to all industries, by the way, not just. Yeah. Are there other industries where our mood impacts prices? You know, we hear that uh, because people are bullish and, and uh, you know, may feel good about President Biden's policies, that that affects it one way. Of course, just the opposite is true, that most folks are skeptical about the policy, and that hurts this. In, in what way does mood impact prices of any other product? No, I mean, it's a big impact. If you look at the Federal Reserve, one of their biggest indicators is, is the perception or what people think about inflation it's not the actual number and like again today i just saw the news they just announced the inflation was 7.9 percent for last month so 
so you create this perception, and, and it's very hard to change. You know, perception is reality. But Mark probably remembers from my wows, this was one of my words of wisdom, that you have this perception out there about inflation. And now people are, I can tell you, I've been this last week, I was in Walmart, Target, and Costco. And these places are picked over. And it's the strangest thing. You can't find this. You go to another store. And then when you see it, you know, I bought something, you know, something silly like uh, salad dressing the other day. And I went to two stores. They didn't have the one I wanted. The store I did have it was Walmart. I bought four of them. Okay. I normally wouldn't (laughs) buy four. Normally I'd buy one or two. So you create this mentality of kind of hoarding. I don't see it. I'm afraid the price is going to go up. So it it drives behavior. So, So, no, the perceptions of, you know, what we see there. And everybody keeps talking about energy. I mean, energy prices have, have skyrocketed, and they were already up. So now people are nervous, right? I mean, and, and this is definitely going to affect the economy, spending habits. Do you travel? Do you not travel? I traveled recently a couple weeks ago. You know, hotels, they're all understaffed. Um, they don't have enough people, yet the prices are high. You know, they're not cleaning your room every day. You know, it's not normal. We're not functioning normally. Same, same thing with airports. Everywhere you go, it's just, it's just not, we're not back to normal. And these inflation pressures are not going to help anything, in my, in my view. I think it's very interesting that the Biden administration is, is really, in my opinion, trying to assess blame anywhere but from itself. If you could make President Biden do one thing that you think would help our situation with respect to the price of gasoline or inflation generally, what would you recommend? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would immediately in terms of, I think, if he, he came out, I was hoping he was going to do this in a speech the other day to say, you know what, we are going to... Uh, initiate the Keystone Pipeline. And while that doesn't affect supply today, I see Jen Psaki talks about that, and she's right, you know, it's the perception. So we're going to do that. We are going to ease restrictions on oil. We are going to export more oil to Europe to help. If he had come out and said, we are going to go back to being producing maximum oil, you know, if he had just sent that message, I just think that message alone, forget whether we actually added a drop of oil to the system, would have helped. I mean, you know, but the fact is, it's, it's obvious they don't want to unleash uh, U.S. oil production, and they still want to hold it back, even though we are. You know, we're in a time of crisis here. This is not. We don't have choices. Like you know, there's a war going on over there, and you know we have to change direction. And by the way, I think this would actually help the Democratic Party in terms of their upcoming elections. Because to me, this is an easy win. But. Um, you know they don't. They don't want to do it. I mean, it's very obvious they don't want to. They don't want to send that message. And I think if you sent that message to the financial markets, you saw yesterday the markets jumped three percent because oil went down ten dollars for whatever reason. If you had sent that message, it's a strong message to the world, to the financial markets, to Europe, to Ukraine, to Russia. I think just sending that message alone would 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 change perception. Well, tell us what we should know about uh, aluminum as an export from Russia and its global importance. Yeah, so this I'm, I'm much more familiar with this being a former uh, aluminum executive, but this is a good example. In Russia, it's not just aluminum, but Russia produces, of, of the world today, they're producing about 4 million tons of aluminum, okay? Um, so that's roughly 8% of world production. Uh, half of that is going to Europe. Okay, and then the other half, uh, well, not, not some goes to Asia, and actually some comes to the United States because the United States we don't produce enough aluminum. So the price of aluminum has gone from uh, earlier in the year, I think it was around two thousand six hundred dollars per ton. Okay, just recently we hit four thousand dollars per ton. Okay, so now think about what is aluminum in? 
okay? The iPhone everybody is holding is made of aluminum. All of your doors, all of your windows, uh, most of your cars, most of your appliances. I mean, aluminum is in everything. So if you think about that cost, that's going to be passed through. So we went from, you know, 2500 to 4000 you know, almost double. Um, that's going to be passed through. I mean, I saw yesterday the price of nickel. They actually stopped the trading of nickel. Because nickel used to be $25,000 a ton, okay? Now it was trading for $100,000 a ton. And I read uh, they said that, that that was going to increase the price of every electric vehicle $1,000 per vehicle because they use a lot of nickel, obviously, and battery and stuff like that. So in Russia, you know, they, and, the, and the problem with aluminum, aluminum is much, much harder to turn on than uh, oil. Oil, you can get going pretty quick. To put a new smelter in, I mean, my former company, when we, we when, before I left, we finished a new project. It took four years from start to finish to install a new aluminum production line. Um, so you don't just put on smelters. And most places, the United States is a good example, nobody wants a smelter in their backyard. They think smelters or steel plants, there. we don't want those, we don't want big industrial facilities. Um, so there's no, there's, nobody wants them, one, um, and it takes a long time. So so Russia, so Europe, this is another one. And again, majority of that alumina going into Europe is going to Germany because it's in car production. So it's another area where they're very vulnerable. Uh, I saw this week uh, Volkswagen and I think Audi, they were announcing closures of car plants because they're running out of parts, they're running out of metal. Um, so this is another one that's a big problem. And in Europe, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're also, just as oil, they're very dependent on Russia, for particularly for aluminum, as well as other metals, um, nickel. Russia's a huge producer of nickel, uh, palladium. These metals we don't really think about. But aluminum, you look around, aluminum's in everything. Just look around your house, how much you see aluminum. Um, so that's all. The, and these cost pressures are going to add to the inflation. Like, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be the Federal Reserve. Yeah, they already have a big problem on inflation before Ukraine. I mean, now it's just going to get compounded. Finally, uh, any cardinal virtues you can share for free with us? I know this ah, is... <laughs> for free for us. <laughs> but uh, for you, I'm happy. Did you mean the book and sending you more books? Or, uh, uh, no, uh, just... Virtues the, and advice. Yeah, the, the four cardinal virtues that you talk about. Uh, yeah, well, the, yeah, the, the wisdom, temperance, justice, and uh, courage are the four virtues. But, you know, my, my advice for the, the audience today is, Again, I think perception is reality, so a lot of what's going on here, you know, and I think we as America, we need to send some stronger messages about, uh, you know, what we're going to do. I think the sanctions we've done is pretty tough, to be honest. I think we've actually done a fairly good job of that and unifying Europe. The problem is there's just no, there's just no magic solution to this one. Um, so I think that's one, and I think, you know, it, it is going to get worse before it gets better on inflation. I think that's, uh, you know, we need to buckle down, and, and it's not, it, there's no quick solution on that one. So <laughs> for the audience, uh, you know, expect more price increases, and you might want to save some more of your pennies because <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a, a rough road in uh, 2022. All right. Well, thank you so much for checking in. Thanks for all the work you're doing. Yes, thank you very much. Pleasure. Appreciate talking Take to care. you. Take, Take care. Take care. Appreciate day. it. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Tim Murray, former president and CEO of ALBA, uh, author of WOW's Words of Wisdom, CEO of Cardinal Virtues uh, Consulting there, and volunteer adjunct faculty at Susquehanna University. We thank Professor Matt Rosu over at SU, dean of the Sigmund Y School of Business, for uh, making our introduction to Tim.
him a few years ago, and he likes to teach, so he's a natural fit uh, for WDKOK. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Speedy Dialer might get through. You could email us at onthemarketwdkok.com or text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Thank you so much. Appropriate bumper music. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Kevin Hurst, our fabulous producer. So we appreciate his help and uh, hard work. Uh, we have an open line for a speedy dialer, 1-800-795-9565. On the topic of oil in our previous caller, we have an email. Right. Uh, our writer says, the mantra of the radical left, it's Trump's fault. It's Putin's fault. What next? More difficulties are coming for we Americans and a continuation of the mantras blaming others. Biden proclaimed claims it's not his fault. He didn't cause it. Baloney! The current energy war is the fault of the current incompetent administration in D.C. The day Biden became president, he began an energy war upon the United States. In the past year, gas prices have been gradually increasing. Yes, Putin's current actions do cause gas prices to rise a bit. Biden can stop this energy problem simply by reinstating the Trump administration energy policies. Open the Keystone Pipeline. Begin drilling on government lands in the lower 48 states. There are billions of gallons of oil in the Anwar area of Alaska, but oh my, we can't drill there. It would cause a disaster by harming a rare cricket or grasshopper. Get over it. Drill. We need the oil. What's that cricket or grasshopper going to do for our national security? Anwar covers 19 million acres. Drilling there would not cause extinction of the uh, extinction of the said cricket or grasshopper. Joe, you're the president of the United States. Start to act the part. Come on, man. <laughs> well, we could lower consumption too. Has anybody thought of that? That was, you know, we were lowering consumption pretty consistently under the Trump administration. We should keep that going. Well, how do we lower consumption immediately today? By not driving, because we already have the cars that we're going, cars and vehicles in place that we're going to use, and the mileage they get is the mileage they get. So, that so the only work. way to lower consumption, okay. you know, and you try and go buy a new car at all, it's difficult, as you always tell me that you know there's waiting lists and there are what you call the mannequin models in the in the showrooms, and you have to order your car and wait for it. So I mean, even if everybody was serious about that, it would take a long time to to solve the problem. Whereas our writer is correct, if the president would just stop beating energy over the head and accept the fact that we need fossil fuels for the immediate future. Let's do what we can to produce them here at home, and then let's worry about, you know, the long-term impact long-term. 
one of our good listeners sends us a note saying that the mantra of the radical left, it's Trump's fault. They're we, con- I just read that. Right, I know. Okay. They're constantly blaming others. But his next sentence, the current energy war, we can blame on the current administration in Washington, D.C. So who's blaming? I mean, and I, I think I'm so glad Tim said this, that, you know, this idea of blaming is is wonderful, you know, and it keeps this show going. If we didn't blame President Trump and President Obama for this or that, we'd have no show. But it doesn't forward progress anywhere. It just is an argument. Why don't we work towards cooperation to lower our consumption of fuel, to drill where necessary? If, if you guys are so dead set on the Keystone XL pipeline that all, despite all the negatives that you think we should do it anyway, well, let's go ahead and do it. But this idea of, aha, uh, you know, do you recall Biden's the last the four years? We got him now, or Trump did the worst <laughs> well, thing. Well, I was going to say, do you recall the last four years where every other word out of the left's mouth was tr- blaming Trump for something? Right, but are you saying that that's the best we can do is to just keep well, that going? Well, what did, what did President Biden do on day one? He came out and announced all these things he was going to do to roll back the prior administration's okay. policies. All right. Let's and just they were stipulate. all energy-related. Were they not? Were they energy-related? Joe, we'll stipulate he's the worst president No, no, that's, that's too easy. That you're you're, you're begging the question. That. No, you're begging the question. The simple fact is that Biden made all these pronouncements, all these things he was going to do to placate the far left of his party. And on day one, he did them. Now, every action has an equal but opposite reaction, Newton's third law. The equal but opposite reaction is the spike in gas prices and the fact that we're enduring a great deal of wild inflation in this country right now. And you can't brush it aside and say, oh, well, Joe didn't have anything to do with it. Hell no. He had a lot to do with it. I think I just said Joe had everything to do with it. Why? Well, you, you stipulate. You always do that when you want to move on. You stipulate well, something yeah. that, well, that uh, you know, is debatable. Our guest just said Joe had everything to do with it, be, in part because he helps But you said, what's the deep, the why blame? Why, why cast blame then? I'm just saying that, you know, you and I are having an argument about, about to have an argument about Keystone that we had four years ago, and then three years ago, and then two years ago. This is the best we can do, is to keep arguing about this? Why don't we do something tangible, like lower consumption, like decide, actually decide How once and for all, not production? restart Keystone, then have the next administration well, You said lower down. consumption. Why not increase production? We have the capacity well, to do that. Do the it. Governor Ala- the it. governor of Alaska, as I mentioned you yesterday, do it. the governor of Alaska said that prior to the prior to this, we were pumping a half a million gallons of oil, or, uh, barrels a day from Alaska, right, yeah, but they could pump yesterday. an additional one point. Five million you plowed that field. Right, the governor your, of Alaska. Your, your illustration. <laughs> All right, but why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we doing it? All right, because we have a man in the front White House, the front office, who says no, never, ever, ever. We'll never do that. All right, to be continued. We'll take more comers telephonically, emailically, and textually. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. What's that? I didn't think the mic's wrong. Couldn't hear you. 
There you go. All right. Greetings. Welcome on board. Double the KOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and diametrically opposed to any of the common sense ideas that I've tried to promulgate on this wonderful forum. And so he's the co-host. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show. I portray a liberal at times on the radio, but I'm really trying to find some common ground here. And <laughs> we're stuck in the blame game. But if we can take one step out of that, we'll probably make a little bit of progress it's here. funny how we want to end the blame game when the blame is on a liberal. But when it's on a conservative, well, let's ah, keep the blame okay. game going. So you blame me for that, too. I do. Okay. I, I'm holding you totally responsible all for right. that. It's all good. I accept the mantle of responsibility. <laughs> You've it, earned it. If it means we could move on. <laughs> on the market sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company, check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, don't forget, we do have to talk about one sporting event, uh, Penn State men's basketball. They won last night, believe it or don't, and so they're playing again tonight in the Big Ten Tournament, 8.30 p.m. on WKOK and WKOK.com. And Raise the Region is underway, the annual fundraiser, 30-hour fundraiser for uh, 300-some nonprofits around here. Uh, right now, the tote board is up to $745,000, so uh, you're encouraged to please consider uh, supporting Raise the Region and some of the very important nonprofits around here. In the news, Snyder County officials worry that they won't be able to hold the May primary due to the uncertainty of the legislative redistricting maps. In other words, individuals running for those offices can't circulate petitions. You don't know where the district is. They might move the district out from under you after you get your signatures. County Commissioner Chairman Joe Kansas says they're imploring the state Supreme Court to expedite their decision on that, but it's still expected to be weeks away. COVID-19 numbers, case you haven't heard are all going down. Geisinger Danville, just 42 patients on board, most of whom are unvaccinated. Evangelical Community Hospital doesn't have any vaccinated patients anymore. A total of seven unvaccinated patients uh, remain at Evangelical Community Hospital right now. The Center Square is reporting that a gas tax holiday is being promoted. Governor Tom Wolf, along with five other governors, sent a letter to congressional leaders urging them to suspend the federal gas tax until the end of the year by passing Gas Price Relief Act. There's also movement in the state legislature considering a state gas tax holiday. Representative Ryan Warner of Lamont Furness announced that he'll introduce legislation to suspend the, the gas and diesel tax in Pennsylvania. AP reports it amounts to about 80 cents per gallon in our area. But Trib Live is reporting a senior policy advisor at the Tax Foundation in Washington uh, says that the plan would not be helpful in the long run. In fact, he says that it would hurt Americans more than it would help them. It would just postpone what the gas tax does, and that is to fund highway and bridge projects in the U.S. and in Pennsylvania. It would force more borrowing and deficit spending on us. Do we want to pay now or pay later? Question mark. He says... And finally, sad news out of Brooklyn. 
Charlie Entman has died. Well, you probably didn't know him. You certainly know his cakes and cookies. He is uh, he was 92. He made his family name a national brand, leading the company after they opened their first bakery in 1898 in Brooklyn. His son shared a longtime family secret. His dad didn't have a sweet tooth and never enjoyed eating the cakes and treats that Entman makes. Well, he's alone, and that I enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, I guess that everybody else says they're wonderful. All right, let's. Let's get right to the phones. Chris has been waiting. Thank you, sir, for your patience. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Raise the region. I think that's what they're doing in Ukraine. Yeah, basically. Sort of. Okay, what else? Too soon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so you're right-tilting oil or economics man. Mm-hmm. Does the two best things... Biden can do is open the pipeline, approve the pipeline that won't produce anything for four or five years, or and say something that has no practical effect whatsoever. Well, did you catch the comments about how mood and opinion impacts all this conversation? <laughs> how it yeah, moves yeah, markets? Uh, how it moves make markets? Make-believe uh, affects the world, so therefore let's approve all these things for the uh, oil companies that won't produce oil for another five years, because that's going to help anything now. You re- consistently refuse to acknowledge the fact that markets are moved by actions. Futures markets, markets generally are moved. These future markets aren't. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are definitely moved by discussions. They're fueled by speculation. That's right. And speculation is based on what? Information. Yes, but the speculation, What the, these are short-term uh, futures markets. These aren't five-year in advance speculations. But if something... Are they, the pre- if are the pre- these five-year in advance speculations? Well, I don't know how. You buy long or you buy short. Well, you it's don't up to you. know. That's the point. No, you're not listening <laughs> to me. That's one point right away. You're not... You're, way, as usual, Chris, you're not listening. As usual, thing. as usual, you're not listening. There are long... You can buy long. You can sell sell long, sell short. It, it The markets are a mix of things. But the thing is, everything you do that positively moves things in the right direction is worth doing. Say <laughs> it's nonsense, though. He said it was nonsense. It's not going to do anything. And you're so you know for a fact, Chris, the oracle from Milton knows That's for what a fact. Your expert, you had on said. He, we have, we've had other people, and, and he even admitted that markets are moved by perception being reality. Yes, but the, the the speculation is not for it's for next month and six months. It's not for pricing. It's not for buying oil or even two weeks and two days. It's it's not for buying oil five years in advance. All right. If the president were to announce that he was going to do everything in his power to increase domestic production, Chris, Chris from Milton doesn't think He'd that He'd be would. a fool. Why? He'd be a fool because that is not good for the country. Why isn't it good for the country? Because it's doing the it's it's increasing the oil and climate problems and fossil fuel problems while not solving the short-term problem at all and this is a short-term problem announcing that he would increase he wants everybody to increase production he wants the saudis to increase everybody to increase production yeah. that wouldn't do a thing he, he, 
That'd be the wrong thing to do. If they wanted to increase in production, they could. They're still trying to open up from COVID, Joe. Well, then why is he going to Venezuela? Giving credit to Trump for conserving energy, it was COVID that conserved the energy. Well, you say that President Trump was always hobnobbing with all these terrible people, yet now your beloved Joe Biden is headed to Venezuela to deal with Maduro to buy oil. And that's okay. That's all right. He's praising those terrible people. Buying oil from them is not praising them. Okay. It's offering them no help or no support. I never said he was (laughs) hobnobbing. Hobnobbing is like your made-up word. (laughs) Why do you always phrase things like that, Joe? Because that's I mean, a if common... you want to have a serious conversation, let's have a serious conversation. I hate but to tell you. using hobnobbing is not even serious. Well, then why don't you look it up in the dictionary? You'll find it's there. I know what it means, and I know... Jeez, there you go again. <laughs> do you want a serious conversation, or do you just want me to insult you a few times because you think it's good for ratings or something? Well, you insult me I all can, the time. If you want to just do the insult game, we can do that. Is that what you want to do? I'm not insulting you by using the term hobnobbing. Okay. It implies now, what else you've been saying that's totally wrong lately was you were pushed it a few times last week. Oh, do you see any signs of the 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 Biden's economic bill? Showing any is anything being built here now? As if it would happen oh, that quickly. Well, but also, oh, so that's a that's a long But also, it was in the paper <laughs> just two days before a list of bridges that that money is going to in our counties around here to fix. And two weeks before that was in the paper how Pennsylvania was completely out of money for repairing bridges. So, yes, the evidence was there all along. It was right in front of you. And it's just like, do you see anything, any steam of a steam of shovels going? That's, that's <laughs> not you? Steam shovels. Do you see any steam shovels going? <laughs> if you're going to be foolish, we don't have steam shovels anymore, you know. <laughs> Why would you use a term like that? Are you just trying to be stupid? Because I'm <laughs> stupid. Now, go ahead. Now, here's your serious conversation. Again. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, there's I'm, your serious conversation. I always enjoy hobnobbing with you, Chris. I brought up a serious point just now that your point about not sh- having stuff here was wrong. All right, and, and this is all funded. Is this is all funded. Very this, good. This is You're all. So sharp, this is all funded by Joe Biden's infrastructure bill. It's not funded by the yes. state. Yes, because the state announced it was out of money for bridge for bridge repair just two weeks before that, and this was specifically in the paper, the daily item, the list of bridges in this area where bridges, the bridges that are going to be, the money is going to be going to. Okay, and what? Okay. where was that list? What date was that? It was within the last two weeks in the item. All right. Pennsylvania would expect to receive $2.8 billion over five years under the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Five years, not today, not, in, not money today. All right, we got to move oh, on. Yeah, yeah, the money is going to come in two years, and it's five years, and so there's no money today. Well, you're right. saying that, that all this money is being saying, funded Joe. immediately. It's not. That's it's over five years. <laughs> look, look at the article on the bridges. They already have a list of bridges to do, and Pennsylvania was out of money to repair bridges. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for calling in.
Hobnob. Uh, hobnob. <laughs> hobnob. What, what does hobnob even mean? All right, Tom, last call. Hobnob. <laughs> Thank you. Word of the day is? Hobnob. What's the word of the day, Joe? Hobnob. Hobnob. <laughs> Thank you. Tom, you're on the mark. Last caller before a quickie break. Okay, good morning. Uh, short-term solution. Uh, I put off for years buying a wood burner. So now, like many others, I'm going to look at buying a wood burner because wood is available to a lot of people a lot quicker than oil and other fuels and cheaper if you have land. That is only going to affect the climate as they don't want to happen. More people are using space heaters. Those space heaters are causing a lot more fires. Those fires are causing a lot more damage to human life and, uh, and the environment. People are getting sick. People are stealing fuel. These are what, it, what is happening because Biden will not call an energy summit. And, and that alone would reduce, like uh, like Mark, well, not like Mark, I'm sorry, like Joe said, just because of the perception that people would then want to drill, want to open up and, and, and produce more fuel. Joe and if I agree on this. <laughs> Joe and I agree that perception is reality when it comes to oil markets. That's what Tim Murray talked about, too. Of course, Chris doesn't agree with us, but well, that, that's... <laughs> well, and, and Chris is actually right also. It doesn't seem as though it would be a tangible thing that would impact a global oil market if President Biden made some small uh, mental or verbal change, but that's not how it works. It does. It does work like that. Look back at the track record. Anytime you can announce that you are going to do something that industry can depend on, they will then act. That lowers market's price. Amen. Yeah. Agree with you completely. Yeah, it's not like talking I about the weather where it doesn't change it. Talking about uh, global oil, particularly if you're a it decider, changes it. it has it an changes impact. It. Yeah. Not the, you can't control the weather. You can't control the, the climate of what people think. Uh, their 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 investment will be. That's easy. Right. Just tell them that you know your risk is lower, and they'll put the money there. It would be like if President Biden said, "I'm going to send troops into the Ukraine tomorrow." Can you imagine the impact that would have on markets worldwide? Of course, and he might never do it. It might just be a bluff, but it would impact the markets immediately. Look at all the times the stock market has shot way up or plunged way down based on some some item in the news, something the Fed did, something somebody thought they were going to do. I mean, the examples are legion. Right. That all he has to do as the leader of the free world is announce that he will allow our energy companies to go ahead with less intrusion, less less, less problems, and uh, it'll flow. the the uh, The price will go down, and the energy will flow. All right, we got I you. Agree. Thank you so Thank much, you. Tom. I appreciate the call. Hobnob. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez. Oh, it means to mix socially with people. So oh, okay. It's in the dictionary. I've heard I, it I'm many times. I think Chris needs a wider vocabulary. It's not an insult. It's not a comedy word. It's a. Mm, it's a, It's informal. It, it, it's informal. I think we have a negative implication of it now. Hobnob. Thank you. It may have started out inert, but now if if somebody's hobnobbing, that means they're they're high, they're snooty, and they're highfalutin. Okay. Look up highfalutin one time. Highfalutin. All right. Well, you're being facetious now. You're making a mockery of us. All right. (laughs) Another facetious mockery on the highfalutin hobnobbing show called OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. 
That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Yeah, yep, this is the only hobnob song in the world, and Kevin, <laughs> Kevin found, found it. it. Holy smokes. <laughs> Hobnobbing with the executives. Ah, okay. Is that the name of the group, or is that the <laughs> name of the title? The Suburbs <laughs> is the name of the group. All right, uh, middle panel. Obviously, show. they're foolish and clowns, so okay. The hobnob. Pa- hobnob, right. Thank you. While they have us all focused on the war in Ukraine, Congress, with little fanfare, passed a huge spending bill which has so many initiatives for green undertakings. They also have border security written into the bill for eight other countries, but nothing for the U.S. Egypt, Tunisia, Oman, Nepal, Pakistan, Lebanon, Jordan, and Libya. $100 billion earmarked for Green New Deal initiatives, $75 million for low or zero emissions vehicles, just a small part of this bill. Let's hope the Senate carves it up, but in reality, if not passed by Friday, the government can be shut down. How much of this have you seen on any of the lamestream news agencies? Signed by Dennis Laskowski. Oh, yeah, they talked, CBS this morning talked about uh, Nancy Pelosi backing down on several things, not specifically whatever it is that uh, Dennis is talking about there, but she's pulling things out left and right that she doesn't think will get passed. And then another writer says, Joe, do not waste your time arguing with a liberal. Rational thought does not compute. Right. If you're out of facts, as, as Ben says, if you're out of facts, just get personal, insult the caller. Right. Tom, you're on the mark. Well, I'll give you some facts. Thank you. Oh, you're going to be the pariah of the show. You know, in 1973, we were waiting in line two, three, four hours for gas. And you can only get 10 gallons. That was all they would sell you is 10 gallons. 25 years later, when George Bush was president, gas was up to $4 a gallon, over 4 bucks a gallon. Here we are 25 years later, and gas is up over $4 a gallon, up over $4 a gallon again. And then you got a guy like Fred Keller, who goes on... Uh, who puts all his speeches on his website, on Facebook, he's given the same speech about oil about oil drilling for more oil and gas that was probably given, given 25 years ago and then 25 years ago after that. Because nobody's doing anything. And you know why nobody's doing anything? Because this country is run by the Wall Street. They're going to keep controlling this thing. They do, they do not want they do not want to get rid of oil. They're going to do everything that they can to keep us on oil and to make things hard on us. This is just so well. Now if we do this. Now we'll make them drill some more. And they're fighting against cars. They're doing all this to make money. This is all all money. It's all a put up deal. It's been going on since I said since 1973. 
it just started, and in 50 years, these people that we elected, the, the Congress and the Senate, have not done one thing to solve the problem. And then you get a guy in there, and you get people in there like uh, these progressives, like and then, and then like Biden, that actually want to do something about it, and they fight it. And everybody's fighting it, and they're stupid. Either they're going to let the oil companies keep doing what they're doing forever. And this Wall Street, in case you don't know, 80% of the money on Wall Street, 80% goes to a select group of people that know how to play it. <laughs> they're very good at it. They have lots of money. And 80% of the money is going to those people. Right now, right now we are making a, a very few people very, very rich. Very rich. Tom, and this has got to stop. Tom, let me ask you a question. 50, if, if green energy... 46, 44% of the people in this country okay. do not even have a, a 401k or any investments. They get nothing out of that. It's a, These people... These people that, and I don't know who all they are, one of them, uh, you know, the, the guy in New York that ran for president, he's one of them. You got Buffett, there's a bunch of them. These guys are making a killing right now. They make, especially when there's when there's some kind of a, a disaster or some kind of a problem, these people, they know how to jump on it and make a lot of money. And we're paying for it. And right. it's never gonna stop. It's never going to stop until something is done about Wall Street, and somebody. If, if it'd be up to me, I would either get rid of it completely, <laughs> or I would put some severe restrictions on it. Tom, there's been a lot of money spent by Democratic administrations on green issues, including this one. President Obama contributed what millions of dollars to Solyndra for panels and a business oh, that brother. failed. Come on, Joe. Yeah, but you can do serious. better than that. But oh, that's, come on, Joe. <laughs> come on. Well, now, let me make my point. Let, wait a second. Let me make my point. Let me make my point. If green energy were viable today, I think people would embrace it. But it's not. It's not today's solution. It's not tomorrow's solution. It's next 20 years solution, maybe 25 years. Yes, we should be working on it. Yes, we should invest in it. But should we also count on fossil fuels for our short-term energy needs? Absolutely. And we need to increase the production to ease the pain at the pump. All right, Tom, we'll let you wrap up. Go right ahead. Well, I didn't hear what he said because you cut me off, but you, you, Joe is one of these kind of guys that he's going to keep sticking up for these people <laughs> that, are, that are sticking it to him. Right. He, he, it's stupid. You he's, are stupid. He's one of them. These people are hey, sticking it to Two you. people calling me stupid now. I'm really right. getting somewhere. Well, and you're these one of them guys, are, too. These people are sticking it to you, Joe. I bet you have this, this problem is never going to go away because these oil companies do not want it to go away, and neither does Wall Street. They are sticking it to us right now, big time. I think, Joe, you have I don't care too, how right? many of these people you got to call this show, your regulars, none of them know what they're talking about. <laughs> they're all out in the weeds. Including you? You're one no, of our regulars. Not me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's not one of those guys. Until, 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 you do, until something is done, what they're trying to do right now, you're never going to get out of this. It's been 50 years. It's been 50 years of the same problem and 50 years of the same speeches that Fred Keller but just Tom, gave yesterday, and where are we? Tom, we're, we're, we're not doing an intellectual discussion show here. This isn't NPR. 
This is the blame game hour, so this is what we do, okay? And I have to uh, hobnob with you, you every day, you. Lawrence. I know, it's awful. <laughs> hobnob. Right. Thank you. To be continued. Oh, Chris has got a minute. Go ahead, sir. We'll give you your minute and then Bob. Yeah, the, I didn't say that hobnob was a made-up word. I said that you made it up about me saying it. Okay. Uh, I was paraphrasing. And uh, that program that uh, Solyndra got the money under, Solyndra failed, but that prog- program actually made a profit for the government. So you have some winners and some losers. You choose a big winner to re- loser to remember, but the program was a success. Chris. Overall, it made money for the government. Chris. Don't confuse us with the facts. No, he doesn't. You don't Please. want any facts. Please. You're messing up that. the whole show. Just call Joe a name, and then we'll move on. Thank oh, you, sir. Joe, we should hobnob together <laughs> so you get over some of your uh, craziness. Chris, we're going to have to have one of those Saturday morning breakfasts, and we'll, we'll enjoy you and Lance. We'll, we'll all be together, and we can hobnob. I can do a whole show with Joe, and we'll settle all the world's problems. (laughs) Well, it might happen. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Appreciate that. All right. Quickie break. We will be right back. Consumption, baby. I've been saying all about increase, all about. Con- increase production, baby. Yeah, Joe's, Joe's doing drill, baby, drill, and I'm over here saying decrease consumption, baby, decrease consumption. All right, Bob, you are next up on our conversation about uh, global energy prices, Ukraine, Russia, you name it. We've covered it all today. We got President Biden backed into a corner. We aren't letting facts get in the way of our blame game, and we invite you to participate. Go right ahead. Good morning, Hobnobbers. Truly, my pleasure. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I just, I think, I think what is happening right now with our leadership in this country, they they have no ability to pivot when there's a crisis. It doesn't seem there's a, there is a, a reasonable assessment that goes on. Everything is reactionary, and at the end of the day, they're going to double down, even if it's not the right thing to do. You see it over and over every day when this Jen Psaki gets on here and gets real, you know, real offended when somebody asks him a reasonable question. It happens over and over again. You're right. Perception is reality, man. If 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 Biden announced today there would be he would he was going to back off on some of his his um, regulations regarding drilling, I think you'd see it. There'd be a, a huge change. There would be, and. You know, it will happen. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be forever, but we're in a crisis. We're in, we're in a crisis right now. We're, we're dealing with 40-year inflation, and we're dealing with uh, very high gas and, and um, you know, fuel prices. Right. So that's just, just one man's opinion. But you're right. I mean, that's, a, that's exactly the point. We are reactionary. In other words, even what we're doing with Russia is reactionary. There were people who believe we should have started that before he invaded, that it would be better to make him feel some of the consequences before he took the action he took. But, you know, I think all political people are like that. And we have an election year coming up. And what bothers me is instead of making decisions that are best for the country, I think maybe to some extent both parties are making decisions based on what they think is going to play well with the electorate in November. There's no question, and it. I don't think that's anything that, that has. There's no change there right. from from before. The problem I have right now is you're dealing with uh, a, a a dictator that 
potentially could be backed into a corner. You've got to be strategic in your thinking. You can't be just reacting to everything um, that comes down, down the line. And, and the other thing, I, I have a problem with discussing all of the ins and outs of this whole Polish MIG thing with the world. Keep that stuff to yourself. Let's, let's, let's not show our hand every time. I appreciate the president says, and a bunch of BS, but he, he says all the time, I want to be completely honest with the American people. That's fine. <laughs> Sometimes you keep your, your, your damn mouth shut. So there you go. All right. Thank you so much, well, Bob. Well, I'll, I'll be call. excited when he starts being completely honest with the American yeah. people. Well, I, I haven't seen that, would that be yet. A, it would be a, 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 a unique option. Uh, <laughs> it a, would a indeed. Option. I'm always okay, suspect when, when Thanks, a politician Bob. Call again. says. <laughs> I always, always suspect when a politician says, okay, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Right. <laughs> Does that mean everything else previous was a lie? Or you're just admitting that? <laughs> Good uh, point. Right. Good point. Uh, one of our listeners says on the topic of Tim Murray, Joe, right there in the middle. Panel. Your guest was the most informed and, in my opinion, correct with his advice. Perception is reality, and Biden gives the entirely wrong perception about what the USA should be doing on energy. We are in a crisis and must get back to the energy production. He can easily get us back on the correct course with a few paragraphs about a return to previous energy policy. Mm, just a few words correct. spoken would have an impact. Another person says that. All right, that's from yesterday. And our texter says, wow, Chris, the arrogance you show is disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, another one says, see, Republicans put down Biden's Build Back Better plan. Now everyone is paying the price for stupidity. Higher prices everywhere. Stop holding America hostage. You know, I, I really These don't think the Build Back the Better time. plan is going to solve anything. Chris, 5 and $6 gas and fuel costs are bad for the country. And Chris forgets why he has two ears and one mouth. Listen more than speaking. <laughs> that seems to be a human condition. I don't think it's just Chris. All right. Next up, uh, that puts Lance on the radio. Good morning, sir. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, my back's kind of uh, crunched up a little bit. I just got out of that clown car. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it's injurious to your health. So, But welcome back to the land of the living. Anyway, yesterday I had said about uh, Great Britain and Finland duking it out for the high gas price. I was wrong. It's uh, Norway and Great Britain. And I just got the prices of gas there where the government takes care of everything, right? It's uh, 70, 778 in Norway, and GB is 770. Average for Europe is 711. And this is before things went nuts. Huh. So, what can I say? And I always thought about, <laughs> about Tom, about the guy back in the day who said, they got that 100-mile-per-gallon carburetor, but the fellow that invented it, they gave a South American vacation and two, and they fed him to the Baranas down there. Because I think that's what it seems like. Uh, anyway, about the uh, people not owning stock, in Pennsylvania at least, we all own stock. And what the Dow don't do, we have to. It's the state pension fund all those wonderful oligarchs down there. Oh, well, Tom wants to get rid of that. He doesn't like that idea. You know, they're 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 after us. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. But think about it now. There's those evil oil companies bring it to us at four bucks, and you think they're they're ripping us off. But the government can do it at over seven, and those self-same people will praise Europe 
Will they not? Yeah. We're doing it all wrong. And Europe's doing it all right. And they really are those Lilliputian utopian across the pond. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, we got all you, right, Paul. Thank you so or I mean Lance, Paul. thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> nice Paul's next. Get back into the clown car now. <laughs> all right. We gotta have a sit down <laughs> with Lance. The administration being stupid. Nobody can be that stupid. They must be insane. <laughs> yeah, there seemed to be the accusation going around. All right, super. Thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Paul is next. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Uh, I'd just like to remind you all of uh, the Bakken oil reserves up there in uh, North Dakota. A couple of years ago, the media treated that like it was the gold rush, you remember? And the men were going up there, and there wasn't any place to eat, and they were sleeping in dormitories because there wasn't any place to rent and all this and so forth. And uh, they've completely dropped out of the news. Nobody's talking about what they're doing up there. But I think if you'll check, uh, they wanna, they've got the people up there now. They've built up their infrastructure and so forth to handle it. And they want to drill more wells, and they can't get permits. And uh, that's not done, being done by the governor of uh, North Dakota. I think that's the federal government. So I would suggest people look into that and... Uh, Again, it, it will show that uh, we're not being told the truth by this administration. They talk about all these uh, leases that are out there and everything. They're already there. They have the trucks there. They're ready to drill and so forth. Somebody in the federal government in this environmental crazy stuff is holding up those permits, and uh, that would have make an immediate effect upon the uh, supply of oil. So that's my contributions for today. Have a good day. Thank right. you. Thank you so much, Paul. Very much appreciated. One of our listeners says, to Lance, gas is usually measured in liters overseas, not gallons. What's the comparison? Question mark. So we appreciate that. Uh, one of our listeners says, Joe, you read that. Good morning. Here's my answer to Chris. Every time I hear him come on the radio, I say, Alexa, mute. <laughs> I say the same thing when Tom from Sunbury comes on. Alexa, mute. It brings me peace and quiet, enjoying some of your show. Well, It'd probably mute me too, except you and I go back and forth too fast. And right. Uh, they, well, Chris, how do you know when to unmute if you're not listening? Hey, That's hang, hang on one second. Alexa, unmute. Now everybody that was muted is now unmuted, by the way. <laughs> well, no, not a No, they muted. didn't hear you. The speaker wouldn't go off. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pickle. People tell me when I'm doing the promotion on the morning news for Alexa to play WKOK that if they happen to already be listening on the radio, it turns on their Alexa and plays WKOK on the, on the smart well, speaker. Good. Alexa, what time is it? Now everybody's getting the correct time. Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen, on this foggy March day. I, uh, first, I want to say that much to my astonishment, I was for several weeks with my daughter in Maryland. She has one of those privacy-violating giddy-up machines. And I said to it, Alexa, play WKOK, and by God, it did. And <laughs> on it came. Yep. yep they it was, Ain't it uh, wonderful? <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Sadly enough, it was just a politician that was allowed to drone on for an hour and a half. But Do you have to teach it, Kevin? Or no, you don't. Well, well there are, no, there are two ways. No, you just say, yeah. Alexa, play WKOK, and she did. Yep. Y- you can. There is a way to teach it, and there's also a way that uh, oh. it'll play it automatically. It figures it out. Okay. Yeah. I yep. remember that whole uh, 
story you have with the teaching, and I thought, well, I'll just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it refuses to play a piece of music. It, it catches on that I'm enjoying a certain kind of uh, music, and then suddenly it goes behind a paywall, and you can't hear that unless you you know, are willing to offer your firstborn child. And mine's yeah. too big, and he refused to, you know, he's an adult now and refuses to be used as chattel for my music pleasure. So, what's, discon- anyway. what's disconcerting is occasionally Alexa decides to just start speaking on her own. Yes, yes. <laughs> or laughing. That happened to my daughter. In the middle of the night, it started laughing. It scared the bejeebas out, and they shut it off. But have it back on again. I'm not going to have that thing in my house. Because if, if my IT expert son will point out... In order to follow your commands, it must be doing something all the time. Do you know what it's doing? Listening. listening. Yeah, well, but it only listens if it in my house. It listens in my house, and it's really bored. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> only, if it, <laughs> only if it hears the wake-up word. Every well, word that's said. That's what I was just going to say. The, 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 the reminder, though, is if you have somebody in your family named Alexa, you can change the wake word to a, one or a couple other different things. How about Rumpelstiltskin? Oh, that's interesting, because <laughs> wouldn't that be disconcerting? I was calling it something else, or I was giving it the command, like, turn on the television, Alexa, and my daughter would laugh, and... Because, of course, you have to say the name first before right. it'll pay, supposedly pay attention, but, you know, we all know the truth. And there is, a little button, there is a little button in the center that lets you absolutely mute the microphone and turn it off so that she doesn't listen. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she's not listening at all then. I, I trust yeah, Jeff Bezos. A little to paranoid, actually, aren't you? I, just, I, chuffed, I trust Jeff Bezos to actually turn it off. Right. We should all say every day, Alexa, mind your own business. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> you should start your day with that. Anyway. I actually tried that once. She's very polite about it. She goes, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alexa, mind your own business. I did ask her who business. was going to win the Super Bowl, and she went I'd into like this protracted speech they had crafted. If you want to give me more um, details. <laughs> sorry, and go ahead. And picked one, which surprised me, because I thought it would be diplomatic and not do such a thing. Anyhow, I'm calling because I have to say that when uh, I heard what the Russians had done in bombing that hospital with women in labor and children, I, I just was flabbergasted. And I asked myself, what kind of meeting was this where people gathered around the table and said, let's do something to get their attention? I know. Let's bomb women in labor and children. That's what we'll do. And we know where we gathered them up, so it'll be easy to do. I mean, what kind of people do such a thing? And it just leaves me feeling like our country should engage in a protracted effort to crush the Russian economy. If that's the mentality of that culture, if that's where those people come from, I can't, I can't change that, but I can abolish it by crushing it. And I think it's, I'm glad the president has eliminated us taking their oil. We shouldn't take a single import from that country. You know, not a single thing. And I hope the world would join us. Pretty quickly it would get their attention. Yep, I agree it would. You know, and I don't know that there isn't more we can do. If our, our guest earlier said they're exporting a lot of other stuff, we've right. stopped the oil imports. And I, I was surprised. I thought that was immediate, but I understand it's now within 45 days. Well, in 45 days, the Ukraine could be obliterated. Or the war could be over. Well, that's what you I know, meant. I mean, I don't understand where Congress is coming from and saying we have to rebuild the Ukraine. You know, I think that the 
Soviet Union or the, excuse me, Russia should be forced to rebuild the Ukraine. And we can do that by destroying their economy. And that's what we should do. If, you, if the people of that country suffer enough, they will stand up and do something about it. You know, what I don't understand is this. We import about 8% of our oil from Mexico. So why aren't we just ramping that up? There would be two positives. It would help our country in terms of its oil issues, but it would also bring more money to Mexico. And wouldn't that help to mitigate this whole argument that they don't make enough money and that's why their people are fleeing across our southern border? So why don't we just go to Mexico and say, listen... You ramp it up. We used, they used to give us twice as much. They, right now it's about 600 million gallons. I looked it up. Used to be over, it used to be more than twice as much, but not anymore. Let's encourage them to do that. And I think there are alternatives to uh, try to mitigate this situation. We should be more forward thinking. I know people are fussing about Venezuela. You know, here we have Mexico, it's the shortest pipeline possible. You know, Canada sends us oil, although their oil is very dirty. So it's not usable in the same way. And that's one of the issues that's, you know, there are different flavors of, of this petroleum coming out of the ground, different kinds that are manufactured into different things. But we'll see this across all of our economy. Drugs are made from petroleum. Uh, Fertilizer. What does? What do we care? Well, your lawn care is going to cost more, and your garden is going to cost more, and food's going to cost more. If All right. It drives up the price of fertilizer. All right. Thank you so but much, Cindy. But I still say it's worth the price. I think we should decimate their economy. That'll get their attention. And you know what else it would do? It well, would make the other go. oligarchs who are looking at doing this kind of crap think twice. Done. Thank you so much, Cindy. Cindy. Really appreciate their call. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Please don't call us with any more rational solutions. We just want to name call Biden and other people. So uh, we hate to have rational suggestions on the show. All right. Demeaning uh, everybody's opinions who disagrees with you. I wish. (laughs) How many times have people called President Trump bad names, myself included? Trying to move on here. You called him him a uh, buffoon? Yep, trying to move on. How would you describe Joe Biden, just out of curiosity? Troubled. Troubled. <laughs> Troubled, okay. Right. Uh, car, if you see a strikingly handsome man driving around in a carbonized gray metallic Bronco Sport with the lift kit already on it, has the uh, the uh, off-road suspension. They I call it a lift kit, but they call it off-road suspension. It's not an add-on either. It is made to be off-road all the time with paddle shifters. It's got terrain management system. Of course, it links in all the four tires with that uh, e- EcoLink thing. <laughs> they have a better name for it. It's got trail control. got a twin clutch that allowed you to drive the back wheels and not the front, or the front and not the back, depending upon how badly you got it stuck in the snow. And it is a wonderful vehicle. And guess what? 30 $7,000. You can get up to 28 miles to the gallon on the sticker, which means that you're going to hit 30 on pure highway driving. It's a Bronco Sport. $37,000. You just can't beat it. The Sunbury Motor Company is where they got a half a dozen of these stacked up, and they are ready to go. Bronco Sport at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. We got our callers lined up for the rest of the show. We got a couple of emails. We'll get as many as we can. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. 
That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Star. No kidding. Okay, the DJ's back at the uh, console. That's Edwin Starr with War on WKOK. That was a great 45 <laughs> when it first came out, eh? Yep. All right, we're going to get our first-time callers of the day first, then Lance. So, Dick, you go right ahead. you got two minutes. Oh, no, you got a minute. Holy smokes, we're almost out Well, of time. I'll make this really, really quick. You know, all the companies that have pulled out of Russia... And I read the, the only one I really read about was McDonald's because they were kind of like, wah, 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 we're losing money. We're, we did really don't want to go, but we're losing this much profit. And the country that they're, you know, Ukraine's losing, losing all their businesses and all, most all their jobs over there. And they said they're, they're going to re- reassess about going back in. You know, I would never go back in if I was McDonald's. If, if, I don't know why I'd stand around complaining about how much money I'm losing by not being there. And that's the basis of the article. I've only read a couple of them on McDonald's. Well, I think their stockholders are I mean, saying, well, wait, we can make money somewhere. Every company that left there is going to lose money of some kind. But uh, maybe they're all complaining about it. But that, that, that was the gist of the McDonald's article, how much we're losing. And shares of stock, how much the shares going down. That, that's irrelevant to me when, the, when, the country, when Ukraine's losing pretty much everything. Fair enough. I don't feel real sorry for McDonald's. All right, we got okay. you. Thank you so much, Good sir. Point. Bob, you. next up, you're going to get a moment or two. Oh, okay. Here I am. Oh, no, it's Lance. Hold on, buddy. Stand by. Uh, Bob is Bob on four. Is four. There we go. Go ahead, Bob. You get a minute. I was just responding to Cindy's, Cindy's uh, question about what kind of people would bomb hospitals and kill people. <clears throat> you don't have to go halfway around the world. All you have to do is go into a, a Democratic meeting before the election and... Uh, follow their plan to do anything possible to make Trump look as bad as possible. So it didn't matter how many old people they killed with the pandemic. They did everything to <laughs> oh God. to not allow anybody right. to take any medicine. Right, and then they it. stole the election, tried to bring back yeah, horse and buggies. And the, war, war, hey, the planet's not getting let warmer. Me a- let, me ask you, let me ask you one question, okay? Why is it you can only handle five minutes of truth a day? <laughs> <laughs> we just had, what, 20 minutes of from our good guest, plus your call, plus uh, Lance, who's going to have to call back tomorrow. Well, you're a captured host there. That's, that's about that part. I'm talking about on your own. Gotcha. Yep, good super-duper question. I'm afraid we can't answer that today. We're out of time. You are listening to On the Mark. See you Monday. Yep, see you, buddy. This is WKOK Sunbury.